good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Um, I am delighted that we have come together so we can listen uh, to the word of God and hear what it is that the Father would like for us to learn today. So um, pay attention and let's enjoy together. Now, last Sunday, um, okay, before we speak about last Sunday, let's pray. Okay, so just join me and let's say a few prayers and then we'll get into the message. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this beautiful moment, O Father, that you have orchestrated. I thank you, Lord, for before we got to this moment, you knew that this would happen. You knew that we would come together. You knew that you would deliver a message. You knew that you would be teaching. You would be inspiring. You would be correcting. Father, I thank you because with you there are no errors. I appreciate you because everything, my Father, is laid out, O oh Lord, in a plan with you, God. And in this moment, I praise you, Father, for the angels of whom you have deployed, O oh Lord, in every environment where your people are watching from this moment. I thank you that, God, this moment, Lord, as the people are listening, Father, you are revealing revelation upon revelation of yourself, of your kingdom, and of life, O oh Father, on earth. Thank you, Lord, that God, this day, Jehovah, we are about to acquire more information about life itself. And we are about to be taught, Lord God, on things that we have been missing, on things that we have been running short of, on things that we need and we require in order for us to continue. I pray against any sickness and any disease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I speak and I declare healing in the name of Jesus. I may not have the full information or knowledge of what your people are suffering from. I may not understand, Lord, what they are struggling with. But one thing I know is that Jesus Christ, you are a healer. And I am trusting and relying on you right now that, Father, you are going to heal. You are going to transform. You are going to lift. You are going to inspire in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, for those, Lord, who are having difficulties in relationships. I commit them in your hands that, God, may you bring about knowledge where they will start to understand one another. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, those who have struggles in workplaces, struggles of employment, struggles of businesses, struggles of relating with other people, struggles in neighborhoods and communities, struggles in the nations and the cities. I pray, Father, that, God, may they find a way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare that, Lord God, this session, this moment, this point that we are at, my Lord, is a turning point for the better. It is a turning point for things to become positive. It is a turning point for people to be increased. It is turning, a turning point for people to be elevated. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lina Lobo Santa Lapa Nia No Sondo Lubacapasa. Alinde lebe kemise de besia laba kamosho do bosanta liba kamosho do bosanta laba kamashe de bekata. Alinde lebe kemosho do bosia laba kamashe de besanta lobo kamosho do bosanta. Alinde lebe kemise de besia laba kamosho do bosanta laba kamashe de besia liba kamosho do bosanta. Alinde lebe kemosho do bosia laba kamashe de besanta lobo kamosho do bosanta. It is written in the book of James that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask God. And the Bible says God is the one who gives wisdom and it does not withhold anything back. So right now, whatever form of wisdom that you require, I pray that you trust God to give you the wisdom. Trust God to give you the guidance. Trust God to direct you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you and I pray for every nation that is battling with the new Omicron um, variant of a COVID virus. Virus. I am praying, Father, for a touch. I am praying for restoration. I am praying for deliverance. I am praying for healing. I am praying for the scientists and the biologists who are at the forefront of finding solutions. The medical doctors, the medical professionals who are at the forefront of trying to find solutions against what we are facing. I pray that, Father, may they have wisdom from God. Let them have knowledge, my Father, on how to crack the case on how to find the solutions around what we are facing in the name of Jesus. I pray against any panic. 
I pray against any chances that will try to take advantage of the situation to mislead people. I pray that, Lord, let the whole world know that God is on our side. Thank you, Father. Receive the praise. Receive the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once more, you are welcome. And last Sunday, I was speaking on a message on the title, The Pain in Love. And today, I want to speak on a message on a title, I Am a Steward. All right? I am a steward. Now, if you are maybe asking, um, perhaps on the spelling, um, I have posted it on the title of this message. So if you look on screen, you see the title um, and you see exactly what we, we mean. So I am a steward. And by steward, what I'm referring to is a person who is responsible to look after or take care of something. Hallelujah. So when you are saying you are a steward, when I am saying I am a steward, what we are basically confessing to is that we are responsible to look after or we are responsible to take care of something or someone. Praise God. So you have been entrusted in your life to take care of things, to take care of people. You have been trusted in your life to take care, to look after people or things. Praise God. You do not live life just as a, a, a passenger. You do not live life as a spectator. You do not live life as a statistic. You do not live life as someone who is just adding a number to the population. You do not only contribute to the census that the different governments make to determine how many people a nation, a city, an area has. But you live life as someone who is able to contribute. Someone who has a role to play in a society. If you are speaking about your life uh, in your family, you are a steward because you are trusted to play a role within your family. You have been trusted to take care of siblings, to take care of relatives, to take care of perhaps a partner that God has blessed you with. So you are a steward in that environment. If you are a person who is employed, you are a steward in your place of employment. You are trusted, you are given roles and responsibilities by those who manage you for you to be able to contribute within the organization. In order for that particular organization to make a profit, you are a steward within your role. If you are an accountant, you are a steward within your role. If you are a receptionist, you are a steward within that role. If you are a driver, you are trusted to take care of deliveries and anything else that has to do with being a driver in that particular role. You are a steward. Hallelujah. If you want to speak about ministry as a pastor, as a prophet, as an apostle, as an evangelist, as a teacher of the word, you are trusted as a steward over the people whom God has brought in that ministry. Whatever capacity, whether you are a director, whether you are responsible for marketing, whether you are responsible for Sunday school, whether you are responsible for the youth ministry, whatever ministries that you have within your church, you as a leader, you are a steward who has been entrusted in that position. So life is all about responsibility. As a student, you are entrusted with your role as a student. You are trusted that you are going to go into the classroom, sit, listen, take notes, research, study, write examination and pass. And then take that knowledge forward to implement it in society. I am a steward. Hallelujah. So again, like I always do, I'm taking time first to explain the meaning of the message so that as we're going into the scripture, you have got understanding of what we are talking about. Praise the Lord. And also, one important word that I want you to keep as we are getting into the message is the guard and the protector. To guard and to protect. As a steward, it is in your best interest. As a steward, it is part of your responsibility. As a steward, it is part of your role to guard and to protect. So as a mother, hallelujah, 
You are not only a mother to have this baby and the story ends there, but you are a mother to this child so that you can guard the baby and protect the baby. As a father, you're not only there to basically um, um, play a role in the birth of the child, in the woman falling pregnant and it ends there, but you also have a responsibility to guard and protect this child as they grow up. Hallelujah. So whatever role, whatever title, wherever you find yourself in life, you have a responsibility to guard and to protect. Praise God. For me, I am a part of the Maluas. Praise God. And it is my responsibility to guard and protect the family, to guard and protect the reputation of the family, to guard and protect the interest of the family. And as a part of a family believers assembly international church, it is also my responsibility to guard and protect the reputation of the ministry of the church. As um, um, a member of society in Amsterdam, it is part of my responsibility to do my role to play a part in guarding and protecting the interest of the city where I am. When you are staying in an estate or when you are staying in an apartment block or building, it is your responsibility to also guard and protect that. You have got a role. You cannot stay in isolation, but you are part of the bigger picture of wherever you are operating. If you are running your business in town or you are running your business in a particular community, you have also a responsibility to guard and protect the interests of the people within that area where you are serving or practicing. I am a steward. Mark chapter 14. Let's open our Bibles from the book of Mark chapter 14 verse 37. Now, last Sunday, we read the book of Mark um, chapter 14 as well. And we read verses 35 and 36 when we were looking at the pain in love. And today we are taking it a step further as we move into uh, the next verses. And these are verses 37 and 38. Okay, Mark chapter 14, verse 37 and 38. Let's read. The Bible reads, Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? I want you to mark that word, watch. Hallelujah. So Jesus is returning to the disciples whom he left. Remember, he left the three disciples. And he went a few steps further and he was praying. And now here we are reading verse 37 where the Bible is saying Jesus is now returning from the few steps where he was praying himself to the disciples. And the Bible says he found the disciples sleeping. And he singled out the disciple Peter and he said, Simon, are you asleep? And he continues to say, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Now, there has been um, a lot of preachings, a lot of teaching around this verse. And most ministries, most servants of God have understood that Jesus was referring to praying for an hour. But my Bible does not say pray with me one hour. My Bible is saying with me, watch with me one hour. I'm not sure what your version is saying, but I am pretty sure that every version of the Bible you are reading is saying watch with me one hour. Now, look at verse number 38. You might say, Pastor, it means the same thing. Look at verse 38. Keep watch and pray. Do you hear that? He's not saying pray one hour only, but he's saying keep watch and pray, meaning there is something that is in watching. Hallelujah. There is an instruction that Jesus gave to the disciples not only to pray. Now, today we are very good at praying. We are good at night of prayers. We are good at intercessing. We are good at saying all sorts of prayers. But can we watch? Hallelujah. Now, remember I am saying as a steward, you must guard and protect. You cannot guard if you cannot watch. That's a revelation. Now, let me finish the verse and then I pray. So it says, verse 38, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. This is one of the scriptures that I am going to read with your people this moment. And I ask that as I continue to teach, as I continue to preach, as I continue to deliver that which you have placed upon my spirit, Holy Spirit, I am relying on you, that you are going to help, to assist, to guide not only me as I teach, but those who are listening as they listen and as they apply the word. Give them revelation of what you are saying, Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Now, 
Mark chapter 14, verse 37 and 38. The Bible is saying that Jesus left three of his disciples in one spot. And he went to a different spot on top of the mountain. And Jesus' mission was to go there and offer a prayer. But one thing that I want you to also understand is this was at a time when Jesus was wanted by the enemy. Hallelujah. The Roman soldiers were looking for Jesus because they wanted to kill him. This was a time when he had already been betrayed by Judas Iscariot. Hallelujah. So the, the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, were already going around the city, the neighborhood, the areas, searching for Jesus. Now, as he was praying here, Jesus is making a remarkable statement to the disciples. And he's saying, listen, I didn't bring you up here to pray only. I didn't bring you up here to watch me pray either. But I brought you up here to pray, yes, but to also watch, to take God, to keep alert, hallelujah, because we have got an enemy that is after us. We have got an enemy that is looking for us. We have got an enemy whose agenda is to take my life. We have an enemy whose agenda is to stop the mission of me spreading the good news. We have an agenda who is against the good news that I am carrying. We have got an, an enemy who has got an agenda against the good work that we are doing and we have been doing and we are going to do. So what I want you to do as my disciples is not only to close your eyes and pray, is not only to get on your knees and pray, is not only for you to get emotional and be in tears as you pray, is not only for you to be on top of your voice and pray, is not only for you to tell me that you are fired up, the Spirit is fired up, the presence of God is here, but I want you to watch. Praise God. I want you to take God. I want you to be alert. Praise the Lord. So he's saying something important, something new. Remember, I'm talking about you are a steward. And I said in, the, in my opening statements that a steward is one who is responsible. So he's saying to the disciples that Simon Peter, you are supposed to be responsible. He is saying, John, you are supposed to be responsible. Hallelujah. He is saying that you are meant to be responsible, not only in prayer, but in looking after what you have been trusted with. Hallelujah. So here you must understand that this was a critical moment. This was a critical time. Understand me. You can imagine that the Roman soldiers were looking for Jesus. They were searching for Jesus. And they were not searching for Jesus to say hello. They were not searching for Jesus to hear him preach. They, they were not searching for Jesus to look or behold a miracle. They were not searching for Jesus so that they could say to him, Well done, Master, you are doing good. They were not searching for Jesus to say that, Teach us how to do good. But they were searching for Jesus to destroy him. They were searching for Jesus to take his life. They were searching for Jesus to stop the prophecy. They were searching for Jesus to stop the mission. Hallelujah. So today, I want to say to you that you are supposed to be alert. Praise God. Now, listen. January has gone. October has gone. Hallelujah. So those are 10 months. November has gone 11 months. And now you are in the month of December, meaning you are in the 12th month, which happens to be the last month. So if you have not been watching, if you have not been carefully looking, if you have, been not, if you have not been taking God, if you have not been carefully taking stock of every event that has taken place in your life, you are in danger. Hallelujah. If you are going to sleep in the last moment, if you are going to lose focus in the last moment, if you are going to make a mistake and not pay attention in the last moments that are left of the year, there is a danger that is around the corner. Praise God. Because you are like an athlete who is running long distance. Even though this athlete is leading the group, even though this athlete is leading the others, he is in front. Praise God. Let's say there are 10 laps in total. And this athlete is in lap number 9. Even though he is in front, he still needs to keep guard. He still needs to keep watch. He still needs to maintain his pace. Why? Because if he's going to slack for a moment, then they are going to pass him. 
Now you can imagine the pain of leading nine laps and only to lose the race in the 10th lap. Praise God. So it is the same with us in 2021, that we have been doing well throughout the year. Maybe we have been praying throughout the year. Maybe we have been fasting throughout the year. Maybe we have been having faith in God throughout the year. Maybe we have been doing all good things throughout the year. My message today is, as a steward, do not drop the ball in the last moment. Praise God. Do not allow yourself to slack for a moment. Praise God. Here Jesus is saying in verse 38, keep watch and pray. Hallelujah. So do not pray as a person who is ignorant. As you are praying, you have to have the revelation of what you are praying for. As you are praying, you have to have the knowledge of what you are facing. As you are praying, you have to have the knowledge of who the enemy of your prayer is. As you are praying, you have to have the knowledge of the enemy against your progress. As you are praying, you have to have the knowledge of what forces do not want you to excel in life. As you are fasting, you have to have the knowledge of what are the enemy's tactics upon your life. Remember the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, that finally, brethren, be strong in the power of the Lord and his might. And he says to you and I that he put on the whole armor of God. So that scripture is also a scripture of preparation. Remember Jesus said to the disciples that I go to the Father in the book of John chapter 14. He says, I am going to the Father and when I go to the Father, I am going to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. So again, as he's going to the Father, he's saying that even though I am leaving to go to the Father, you should keep watch. You should keep guard. You should remain alert. You should remain in uh, confidence. You should remain in a place of knowledge. Praise God. And this is why the word of God is so important. I cannot say that, no, I have been preaching for 11 months of the year, so now I should take leave. I cannot say I have been, I have been praying for 11 months of the year, so now I should relax. I have fasted enough, now I should relax. I have done good enough, and now I should relax. Praise God. The moment that I am saying that is the moment an enemy is taking advantage. Praise the Lord. So uh, the same applies for you if you are a student. You cannot say I have been studying for the previous test and for the exam I am going to relax. Because if you say that, that decision, that thought can cost you your examination. It can cost you your certificate. It can cost you your degree. Hallelujah. But when you remain focused, when you remain a steward who is responsible of what has been entrusted to you, then you remain focused the whole way. Hallelujah. And Jesus is saying the spirit is willing, but the problem is the flesh. So you have to keep watch. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? The spirit is willing. The spirit is prepared. The spirit is ready. The spirit was built for this. The spirit was designed for such a time. But the problem is the flesh is not. So you have to keep watch. You have to be alert. Hallelujah. You are a steward of your life. Praise the Lord. Imagine all the work that you have put into a child, right? Raising them as a baby up until, let's say, primary level. All right, when they're in primary school. And then all of a sudden you decide to say, listen, I'm now leaving uh, uh, all responsibility in your hands. What will that mean? It means all the work that you have put in trying to instill values in this child will be fruitless because the job is not yet done. The work is not yet done. Hallelujah. This is why a parent will continue to offer advice to the child even though after this child has gotten married. Even after this child already has children of, of his own, of her own. But the parent will continue to offer advice. Why? Because the job is not yet done as long as you are alive. Praise the Lord. You are a steward. You must continue being alert. Hallelujah. Listen to this. There are 25 days, right? Exactly 25 days left in the year 2021. All right? And there are three Sundays left. So you have got 25 days left in this year. And there are three Sundays left from today. All right. Now, 
if you cannot watch carefully the remaining weeks, the remaining days, the remaining hours, the remaining minutes, the remaining seconds, the remaining milliseconds, the remaining microseconds, and in the remaining moments of 2021, then we, you are in danger of losing. You are in danger of being deceived. You are in danger of being cheated. You are in danger of being lied to. You are in danger of missing out. You are in danger of even falling. Praise God. This is an important statement. Let me say it again. You have 25 days left. I have 25 days left. We have 25 days left in 2021. We have only three Sundays remaining. Hallelujah. And there are only a specific number of weeks that are left. There won't be another month, unfortunately, for 2021. This is the last one. There won't be other weeks after the weeks that are remaining. These are the last ones. There won't be other moments, other days after the ones that are left. These are the only ones remaining. So you have to be careful because if you are going to, to, to make a mistake and not pay attention right at the end, because right now you are at the end of the race. Right now you are at the end of the marathon. Right now you are at the end of the challenge. And this is the moment where you have to pay the most attention. Praise God. You see, my, if you have ever watched a boxing match, right boxing is called a sport and if you have ever watched a boxing match the most dangerous moments are towards the end of a round okay so if it is a three minute round or a four minute round what it means is at the start of the round one boxer can be going out all out with all the energy that he has trying to knock out the opponent praise god but if he is unable to knock out the opponent in time, you find that at the end of the round, if he will make a mistake and let his guard down, he can get knocked out, even though he was throwing the most punches. What am I saying? Even though you were praying a lot throughout the year, even though you were fasting a lot throughout the year, even though you were saving and trying to do all the best that you could throughout the year, even though you are being the best husband, wife, best friend, best child, uh, best nephew, best niece, best relative, best uh, community member throughout the year. If you drop the ball at the last minute, believe me, people will forget all the work that you have put in. And not only people, the danger is that it can cost you everything that you have worked for. Praise the Lord. Now imagine the pain that can be felt. That you have invested 11 months of your time. 11 months of your life. 11 months of your effort. 11 months of your sweat. 11 months of your hard work. 11 months of your knowledge. 11 months of your wisdom. 11 months of your love. Remember, we said the pain in love last Sunday. You have invested all that love, all that effort. You have endured all that pain. But right at the end, you drop the ball. That will be very painful. It will be so unfortunate. Hallelujah. It will be terrible. So what I want to say to you is you are at the end, my sister. You are at the end, my brother. You are at the end, my friends. And what I can advise you is do not lose focus. You are a steward. Hallelujah. I am saying do not lose focus. Do not let your guard down. Even though you are at the end. Even though the end is in sight. Even though you may be seeing the light. Even though, you know, the celebrations, you can hear the voices. Even though you can see the dances. Even though you can taste the victory. Even though you can feel the victory. I want to urge you that do not lose focus right at the end. You are a steward. Praise God. You have to maintain your God. You have been looking after yourself as a woman, as a young woman. You have been looking after yourself as a young man. You have been doing well throughout the year. Do not allow peer pressure to get the best of you. You have been saying, no, I am not going to do that. No, I am not going to do that throughout the year. And now because it is December, do not let the December vibes to get ahead of you. Do not let the December vibes to cheat you. You have been loyal to your partner. You have been loyal to uh, your, your colleagues. You have been a good individual. Everyone has been speaking positively about you. Do not let December to let you down. Praise God. 
Because a lot of people say that, no, you know, I have not been drinking alcohol. I have not been partying. I have not taken any drugs. I have not, you know, abused or done anything wrong. But it is just December. For once, let me just enjoy. Do you hear that statement? I have been committed or loyal to my partner the whole year. But now it is December. Let me just try it once. Some are saying, no, I have been watching or listening to my friends go out and do bad things. But, you know, just in December, let me just try it once. That can be the end of your life. That can be the end of your relationship. That can be the end of your family. That can be the end of your job. That can be the end of your career. That can be the end of the opportunity. Hallelujah. So let me appeal to you once more. You are a steward. You are trusted to take care of what you have. You are trusted to guard what you have. You are trusted to protect what you have. Do not let your guard down. Even if they come and say, only on Christmas Day, just do it. Stand your ground and say, nope, it is against who I am. I am not going to do it. Even though they say it is just the 31st of December, just do it once. I want you to stand your ground and say, that is not who I am. I am going to remain with my principles. Because one moment, one day can make you lose it all. One mistake can make you lose it all. One mistake can make you have regrets for the rest of your life. You are a steward. Hallelujah. So this is an important message for the month of December where people are getting too excited. Hallelujah. I like that. So you might be too relaxed. All right. So do not allow yourself to be too relaxed, but keep focused. Remain focused. I love that. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So you must maintain your focus. You must maintain your level of, of paying attention, your level of concentration. Hallelujah. If you, if you listen to an interview of a manager, a football manager, they will tell the team, they will tell the players that the most dangerous time of any match is towards the end. Because you may have played well, hallelujah, throughout maybe 80 minutes, maybe 85 minutes, maybe even 90 minutes. But if there are three minutes added, that is a time where the best players are, are differentiated from the rest. Because they keep cool, they keep calm, they keep paying attention, they remain focused, they see the game out, praise God. So what am I saying to you, my sister? What am I saying to you, my brother? See the year out. My God, that's a revelation. See 2021 out. Praise God. We don't want to come and say she did well for 11 months, maybe even 11 months and some days or some weeks, but just before the end, she messed it all up. We don't want to say he did well throughout the year, 11 months and some weeks and some days, but towards the end, he messed it all up. We don't want to say he was a good husband throughout the year, but towards the end, because of one decision in December, he lost his marriage. We don't want to say she blew it right at the end. We don't want to say they messed up right at the end. Do not get carried away by December. Hallelujah. Because December is a month of excitement. December is a month of, of putting down the handbrake, my God. December is a month of not pressing the brake. December is a month of acceleration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People want to run in December. People want to accelerate in December. But I want to say to you that you must be cautious in this month of December. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you have overcome. But in December, all of us, you and I alike, we have to stay focused because we are stewards in our lives. Praise the Lord. Everyone has been saying, Pastor, you have been doing a good job. Pastor, you inspire me. Pastor, your preachings have been touching me. Pastor, your teachings have been encouraging me. But I cannot allow December to take away all the good work I have put in. Imagine for people to come and say, oh, that pastor messed up in December. And yet I have taught so many messages in, in, in the year. And yet I have done so much good work in the year. That would be a disaster. Imagine the father saying, my son, you have done well. But now because of this one month, this one day in December, it is all messed up. Imagine your record being tarnished because of one day in the month of December. What am I saying? You are a steward. Take control. Take charge. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 to 11. I'll read a few verses now. These are a lot of verses and there's a revelation. I'll read it quickly. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 to 11. If you are just joining, right? And you are listening or watching only from this point, my message is 
I am a steward. So I would like you to repeat with me and say, I am a steward. I am responsible. I am accountable. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 1, my Bible reads, Once again a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give your people this message. Now, this is the prophet Ezekiel speaking. When I bring an army against a country, the people of that land choose one of their own to be a watchman. Mark that word, watchman. Highlight that word, watchman. Hallelujah. And he continues to say, verse number three, when the watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people. Then if those who hear the alarm refuse to take action, it is their own fault if they die. Now, you have heard me as a pastor, praise God, play a role of a watchman in your spiritual life. You have heard me as a pastor, if you are following me, play the role of a watchman over your affairs, over your family. Hallelujah. And I have been sounding many warnings. I have been sounding uh, many alarms from the beginning of the year. I have been teaching non-stop this year. Sunday in, Sunday out, I am here on this platform and I am delivering the word of God. Sunday in, Sunday out, I am sitting on this platform and I am teaching, I am preaching, I am encouraging, I am warning, and I am saying what God is communicating. Praise the Lord. And the Bible is saying that if, if you have heard the warning, if you have heard the alarm, if you have heard the strategy, if you have heard the message, if you have heard the word, if you have heard the teaching, and you have chosen to ignore it, then it is not on the pastor anymore. The consequence is on you. Praise the Lord. Listen, verse number five. They heard the alarm but ignored it. So the responsibility is theirs. If they had listened to the warning, they could have saved their life. Now, this life could be your marriage. Praise the Lord. That the pastor has told a message about love. The pastor has told a message about um, um, perseverance. The pastor has told a message about caring for others. The pastor has told a message about being a good person. Hallelujah. And you heard that message. You heard that teaching. And you chose to ignore it. If your marriage dies, the Bible says it is going to be on you. Praise God. Maybe my message was a teaching about relationships. And if you chose to ignore that message, which is from God, by the way, and your relationship dies, the Bible says it is on you. Maybe I taught a message about hard working in your place of work. Maybe I taught a message about being loyal in your business. And you chose to ignore that message, which was from God. The Bible says if your, marriage, if, if your business dies, if your work or your employee employment dies, meaning you lose employment or you lose your business, the Bible says it is going to be on you. Hallelujah. Maybe I spoke about looking after the land, being responsible for the nation where you are in, praying for the nation. Hallelujah. And I, I spoke that message. You heard that message, which was from God. The Bible says if you did not listen to that message and there is a trouble in your land, it is on you. My God, my God, I don't know if you are getting the revelation. We are so quick to blame God. We are so quick to ask God why. We are so quick to shed tears. We are so quick to seek for sympathy. But God is here through this word saying to you and I that, listen, I have sent servants throughout the year. I have sent messengers throughout the year. And God is calling them watchmen. Praise God. These are men that we are sitting on top and looking afar. These were men that were looking afar and seeing. These were men whose ears, women whose ears were opened and listening to the voice of God. These were men and women who were seeking the presence of God in prayer, in fasting, in reading the word of God, and God was pouring himself out through them. These are men and women who have been dedicated in 2021 to serving you and I. And God is saying, whatever is going to die in our lives after men of God have spoken, after women of God have spoken, then God is not to blame. 
Are, are you hearing that part? That we are quick to say, why have I lost my job? Why have I failed? Why have I, given a, uh, have I been given a warning letter? Why is my marriage uh, not working? Why are my children not listening? And yet we have had the servants of God speaking and teaching the word. God is saying, do not ask that question to him because it is on you. He is going to ask you why. Hallelujah. The question is going to be reversed and said, wait, you had the chance to change. You had the chance to implement the word. You had the chance to do right, but you chose to ignore it. So the outcome, the consequences are on you. You are a steward. Hallelujah. Now listen, he says, my, 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 verse number six. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and it doesn't sound the alarm to warn the people, he is responsible of their captivity. They will die in their sins, but I will hold the watchman responsible for their death. My God, my God. Ha! God is saying to Ezekiel, that if as a watchman I have told you, Tadala, if a watchman I have told you, my son, to preach to the people, to warn the people, to encourage the people, to tell the people the good news, and you have not told them, if they perish, if they die, if they get into trouble, then I am going to hold you accountable. Praise the Lord. Now listen, you might think that this, this message is only for a pastor, but even for you. Yeah? Even for you. Now, my God, this is a, a good and a very big revelation. All of us, right? I am not sparing anyone. Whether you are a servant of God, whether you are a mother, a father, a wife, a husband, a daughter, a son, uh, a cousin, a nephew, a niece, an uncle, an aunt, a grandfather, a grandmother, a, 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 a manager, whatever title, whatever position that you are holding. At one point or at many points in your life, you have used the words, I knew it. Hello? <laughs> you have said once or many times that I knew it. Now, here, what God is saying is, if you knew it, what did you do about it? You hear that someone um, um, is getting divorced, or someone is not having peace in their relationship, and you come and you say, I knew it. God is asking a question, if you knew it, why didn't you warn that brother? If you knew it, why didn't you warn that sister? You are saying, oh no, this pastor, I knew that this pastor was a fake. Now we are not just talking about um, 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 hey, uh, anyone that is a spectator. But we are referring to those that are close, that have a voice. You are saying, I knew this pastor was not going to make it. I knew that this was not a right pastor. If you knew it, what did you do about it? And God is saying, if you are going to claim that you knew it, you were regarded as a watchman, as a watchwoman. And because you didn't do anything about it, God is going to come and ask you the question. You are going to be accountable. Oh, I knew that my sister would not last in that workplace. I knew that my brother would not last in that business. I knew that, uh, that, that friend of mine, that classmate was not going to pass. I knew that they were making a mistake. So we love to say those words, but God is saying, you are a watchman, my God, my God. You are a watchman. You are a steward. Remember the message. I am a steward. You are a steward. And as a steward, I am responsible. You are responsible. And God is saying, because we are responsible, whenever he gives us a revelation, whenever he gives us a knowledge about anyone, if we don't act on it, if we don't do anything about it and something terrible happens, God is saying, I am going to ask you why and you're going to be responsible. Now, verse number seven. Now, so, uh, son of man, I am making you a watchman for the people of Israel. Therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins. And I will hold you responsible for their death. Verse number 9. But if you want them to repent and they don't repent, they will die in their sins. But you have saved yourself. Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. You are saying our sins are heavy upon us. We are wasting away. How can I survive? 
verse 11. As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn. Turn from your wickedness, O people of Israel. Why should you die? Before you say again, I knew it. I want you to think and answer the question, what did I do about it? Before you say the words, I knew it. Ask yourself the question, what did I do about it? Hallelujah. Because you are a steward. You are a watchman. Praise God. If you indeed had knowledge, if you indeed had revelation, if you indeed knew it as you claim that you did, then surely you could have done something about it. Even just a warning, uh, sounding a warning, even just a sounding an alarm, even just letting the person know that, listen, my sister, this, I feel that it is not going to work because of ABC. I am only speaking to you because I care. Do something about it. That's your part. Hallelujah. All right, let's finish up. It is time to get into prayer. First, read the word of God, prepare, focus, and anticipate for opportunities, openings, breakthroughs, and miracles. Now, because you only have a few days left, because you only have a few weeks left, because you only have a few Sundays left, I am saying it is time to gear up. It is time to get serious. It is time to basically position ourselves for what is about to happen. Hallelujah. There are miracles that are about to take place, but they need you to prepare. There are breakthroughs that are about to happen, but they need you to prepare. There are openings that are about to show up, but you need to prepare. There are opportunities that are coming your way, but you need to be prepared. Hallelujah. You need to stay focused. Praise God. So this month of December, don't be too relaxed. All right? Find time to read your Bible. Find time to pray. Find time to fast. Find time to be in the presence of God and say, Father, you are the source of my knowledge. You are the source of my knowledge. Hallelujah. Now, let me finish in Matthew chapter 25 and then we pray. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Um, Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 to 13. I'll read quickly. It's important I read this. And then we close. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. The Bible reads, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Verse number four. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And verse number five. But while the bridegroom, the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Verse number six, and at midnight a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, but our lamps are going out. And verse number nine, but the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they were, to, they were there to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding. And the door was shut. Verse 11. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Verse 12, the last, uh, verse 12. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13, the last one. Watch therefore. Hallelujah. Remember Jesus said in the book of Mark when we started that watch and pray. And in the book of Ezekiel, we are reading that God is saying to Ezekiel that you are a watchman. That in every place there is a watchman. And in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verse 13, Jesus is repeating the word. He says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Hallelujah. So you can be in December and thinking that nothing can happen. But I want to challenge you that indeed there is God. Praise the Lord. So stay alert. Hallelujah.
Do not lose your focus because you are in December. Do not lose your cool because you are in December. Do not lose your manners because you are in December. Do not lose your, your, your good um, habits because you are in December. Do not lose your good attitude because you are in December. Do not lose your good morals because you are in December. Hallelujah. But you have to keep calm. You have to remain who you are because the year is not yet done. Praise the Lord. Now, let me finish by saying, if you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ, if you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ by first believing in your heart and by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, please go ahead and do so. Hallelujah. You have been listening to me. You have been watching the messages. Um, you have been perhaps following me, following my, my posts, etc. And you are enjoying and you are saying, oh no, pastor, we love what you are doing. And yet you have not yet committed to Jesus Christ. You have not yet given your life to Jesus. I am saying to you right now, do it. It is not too late. You are a steward. You are a watchman. You are a watchwoman. You are responsible. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this teaching, my Lord. You are saying I am a steward. You are saying we are stewards. We are saying you are saying that we are responsible, my Father, one way or another. I thank you that, Lord, even though we are in December, the last month, we are not going to lose our love for you. We are not going to lose our love for others. We are not going to lose our focus. We are not going to lose our trustworthiness. We are not going to lose our good manners. We are not going to lose our reputation. We are not going to lose our good character. We are not going to lose our good morals. We are not going to lose our good behavior. We are not trading, my Lord, our faith for anything. We are not trading, Lord, our trust for you for anything, my Father. I pray that if anything, may we get stronger this month in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, help us, Holy Spirit, so that each step of the way with what is left in this month, um, let us, my Lord, do what is needed. Let us do what is right in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, thank you for that brother, that sister who is saying, I want to give my life to Jesus, uh, who is saying, I am tired of just following, of just listening without being a part of the kingdom. I want to be born again. I praise you for their life, that God, indeed, may you, Jehovah, get into their heart. May you you indeed, Lord God, be Lord over their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you deserve all the praise. Receive all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So that is my message to you. And um, it is about being a steward. It is about being responsible. It is about um, being a watchman, a watchwoman. It is about not just making mere statements, but being proactive. It is about understanding that the year has not yet ended. So there are still things that need to be done. All right? So that's what I had to share with you. Um, I'm wishing you a beautiful afternoon. Have yourself a great day. Have yourself a lovely week that you're starting tomorrow. Enjoy. Be a watchman. You are a steward. Shalom. Bye-bye.